I'm Tyrion McGreer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is still His Kingdom Keeps, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're back with the two-part finale of season four. We're only covering part one of this episode because... God, can you imagine doing two episodes of television on one podcast, Chris? Who would do that? Oh, my God. Or three, let alone three. Um, Do you think that there's some people who think this podcast is called This Kingdom Keeps? And that you're saying we are still This Kingdom Keeps. (laughs) Do I say it that way? I say No, 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 you don't. I just started thinking. Somebody might think that, yes, we persist as this kingdom keeps, we are still. Uh, we are this still kingdom his kingdom keeps. That's, okay, well, I like that as but a no, tagline. Still, still, part of the name. If we didn't have creepy but necessary, I think the still like we are still don't yeah. give up skeleton or whatever. Yeah. Like that, that would also yeah. be a pretty dope intro. I, I like that a lot. How are you doing, we'll have Chris? To use that in the future. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, I'm really thankful for our patreons from our patrons over at patreon.com slash you've been saying this i've been i have been saying this for three or four years now uh they donate some money every month to get exclusive access to uh podcasts as well as uh access to our discord server so you can come and hang out with the community and chit chat uh and um they get episodes of this podcast early so if you want to listen to this on a monday and not a thursday brother whoa Patreon.com. We got a deal for you. Slash Monster of the Week is the place to go. Uh, also, if you want to go somewhere to hear about what's been happening on Merlin, you would just go to uh, Massachusetts and talk to Chris Mosier because he knows hey. what has been happening in Merlin. Yeah, I'll give you my home address after I read this. Last time. Did I say Massachusetts right? I feel like I would butcher Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Just say Mass. Just We all say Mass. No, Nobody not, wants to yeah. fucking spend time on Massachusetts. Dude, if you came down here and said Nolens or something, I'd be like, Chris, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's a Louisiana I just, yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm from Mass. Actually, I would just say I'm from Boston because I'm just i not tangling with Massachusetts no matter the format. Too many consonants. Yeah. Uh, anyway, last time on Merlin, Gwen was captured by a man named Hellion. I think that was his name. Helios. I, Helios. Hey-o! Um, he was... Okay, last time on Merlin, Gwen was captured by a man. Where she soon learned that these <laughs> that these men were working in league with Morgana and yet another plot to take down Camelot. In an attempt to warn Camelot, Gwen escapes her captors. And that was the end of that sentence. Back, back at Camelot. Arthur proposed an engagement to Princess Mythian, but despite or maybe because of her charms, he came to the realization that he still loves Gwen and he cannot love another. Meanwhile, Agravain's schemes get schemier. Gwen was briefly turned into a deer and Merlin acts as Arthur's life coach. All of this is true. What even happened? Did I write that drunk? It was a little out there, but I like it, dude. I really do like it. Uh, We are covering... Merlin season four, episode 12, The Sword and the Stone, part one, which aired on December 17th, 2011, directed by Alice Trotton, written by Jake Mishi. With Morgana at the helm of a vast southern army, a deadly net. That's the last place I want to see her at the helm of. <laughs> a deadly net. Is, what's the first place? What do you want to, like a <laughs> Titanic? What are we talking about? What kind of helm do you want to see Shoot, her dude, at? If, dude, if Morgana had been on the Titanic, it wouldn't have gone down like that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, someone reminded me the other day that like, uh, because of that dude who wouldn't stop wearing V-necks and Supernatural, like the Titanic didn't happen, so they don't have like because and he did it just because he hates the movie. Do you remember that that whole any yes, of that happening yeah, at all? That's a real thing. And yeah. they were like, and, and Sam and Dean were like, "What movie?" And he's like, "Exactly." Like that's a, so fucking weird. It's anyway. very weird. It's very. At least they didn't try to write it that like he stopped nine eleven. <laughs> 
would have been just weird. It just would have been weird. It would have been a nice, like a nice thing to do, but that's just a weird thing to put. Your it is show. so. Anyway, this is Merlin. Well, hold on, hold on. Looking back, it is so like it is so. I feel like we're going to get to the same thing with the pandemic too. Because if Morgana had been on that plane, I'm just saying things would have gone down like that. <laughs> things would have gone differently. They would have gotten the Pentagon. Um, I, I just like imagine Supernatural's 9/11 reference, right? Like oh. it would have been so fucking ham-fisted <laughs> and terrible, right? Like, or imagine this show's not. Imagine Merlin's 9/11 reference. Like, I don't. Uh. I don't know if you. Uh, ever paid attention but like there's a marvel comic out there that's internet famous for because it's a bunch of villains like and heroes going to the wreckage of 9-11 and like helping the first responders and fucking victor von doom the fucking (laughs) fascist dictator in in marvel comics is crying in his mask pay his respects it's okay we can't start talking about this (laughs) it's so fucking stupid man one of the worst tragedies in our country's history but the patriotism around it is so bizarre it's so bad it's it's so fucking weird imagine being like the the guy who is 21 and is obviously smarter than everybody else when everybody's like freaking out about this 9-11 stuff and going like i don't think that we should invade iraq about this guys because that was me and nobody agreed with me at the time nobody nobody (laughs) they were pumping i the propaganda that they pumped into our small brains in school Oh anyway, God. what's Merlin been up to? Sorry, 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 so sorry. With Morgana at the helm of a vast Titanic ship, a deadly net is closed in around Camelot. With the, when the sorceress strikes, the ferocity of her attack forces everyone to run for her lives, even Arthur. However, Morgana won't let him escape that easily. Can Merlin save the king from Morgana's clutches, or has Arthur's luck finally run out? It'd be about um, fucking time for his luck to run out, frankly. For an extremely serious episode with that has like a so, like a realistic threat in it that mm. makes me concerned for our main characters that like and the the land of Camelot in general. This episode has some of the silliest fucking shit in it, and it starts it's real silly at the very beginning because it starts with Arthur cleaning his ears and wondering why Merlin is taking so long to clean his underwear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because a lot of skid marks, Arthur. That's 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 why. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they start off strong with like he because Merlin is making like another belt hole in in Arthur's belt, and they just go they go with the fat jokes. I don't know why we're constantly pet pestering poor Arthur with these fat jokes. It's um the funniest bit for me is when Arthur gets so frustrated that he like like stomps over to Merlin to find out what he's doing and it's revealed that he just doesn't have any pants on at all like he's just standing there pantless and like there's nothing funnier than a grown man wearing a shirt with no pants like I don't (laughs) care who you are like if you see a grown man just worried you see a grown man Donald Duckin oh dude you can't be Donald Duckin when you're past like what 12 that's probably the last not even that really like Like six six yeah yeah okay I mean you should never really be Donald Duckin (laughs) your mom should not let you be doing that your mom should be putting your goddamn diapers on you at least you can't i tell you what you can't donald duck uh after you stop wearing diapers i feel like that's the right. last like once you finish of course you know there's i don't know we're not going to get into this we go for directly uh, from this to aggravane yeah. um who uses a special like gas bomb to yeah to he knock, sure drops a smoke bomb on these people <laughs> knock out two of the guards uh and then he grabs a torch and signals someone who uh kind of across the way and they signal back uh and we skip to the feast where Arthur is looking for Agravain uh, and is extremely excited about food. Well, we, we mentioned this thing when Arthur realized that he had to have another hole in his belt. He swore Merlin to secrecy. Uh, and that lasts for about 15 seconds because here Merlin is like, you better watch out for that food or I'm going to have to put another hole in your belt. Yeah. Which uh, Percival is just thinks is the funniest goddamn thing in the world. It's very yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then, so he goes from like jubilant to suddenly being like uh, Arthur. 
just he starts feeling kind of uh sad as he looks around and he keeps expecting to to see Gwen and she's not there which i feel like is probably the most realistic expression of sadness this man has ever had <laughs> agreed but then he but then when merlin's like hey man what's wrong he goes no one likes to be called fat merlin <laughs> It's like, okay, sorry. <laughs> I do like that when Merlin asks if it's Gwen that's bothering, or the, the thought of Gwen that's bothering Arthur, Arthur doesn't like try to hide from it or anything. He just straight yeah. up says what it is. Like, I like this, that they have seemed to have come to a point in their relationship where they can talk about Arthur's ex without Arthur getting a little weird about it. Um, yeah. uh, he had a lot of moments last episode, you know, yeah, he yeah. straight up didn't marry a princess because he, he wasn't over this yet. Uh, outside, uh, this invading army has come into the town. They're spreading yeah, oil everywhere. <laughs> uh, Agravain lights the oil on fire, walking away with a, with an evil smile. And then we, we see Morgana and Helios in front of this army watching Camelot burn. And she just says, it's time. And that puts Dude. us into our, our intro. Uh, and we, we're, we're jumped right back into the action because, uh, the, as this fire is spreading throughout Camelot, our, the Knights of Camelot are helping, and then they realize, uh, I believe this is Leon and Gwen. they realize, like, oh shit, uh, th- there's a whole army coming in. Yeah, uh, we're, we're losing the town fast. Yeah, everyone is pretty shocked, they run to sell Arthur, Arthur jumps into command, starts doing some king shit, ordering people around, good, good to see Arthur, like, in his element here, I think. Yeah, thankfully he wasn't drinking at dinner because I would have been half cocked already. I wouldn't be Ooh. able to command an army. <laughs> but that's why I'm not king. You know, one of many reasons. <laughs> one of the many, many reasons. One of the many, king. many reasons. Yeah, uh, and nobody wants their uh, general to be like, "Can I get another ground of coke over here?" Yeah, hold on. Well, if I'm gonna do this, I need at least one more shot because I'm already at that point. Glug, glug, glug. I might as well loosen up. Um, Elian is stopped by Agravine. Agravain and his uh, invading forces, and he's yeah. about to like bow up and fight when Morgana shows up and just blows him off. Hilariously, his feet. yeah, just like sploop. And yeah, because these guys like square up, it's like, oh shit, you're a traitor. I'm yeah. like, let's let's go at it. And Agravain, I guess, is supposed to weirdly be this like noble, like I'll fight you one on one kind of guy. I'm like, okay, you're a straight up traitor. Nothing noble about that. Uh, but before they can square off, yeah, Morgana, dude, just tosses this poor man. Uh, she says, we don't really have time for this. Let's let's roll through. Yeah. Uh, and the army continues to rush into the square. Merlin and Gaius have set up a makeshift hospital. And Merlin, of course, is like, this is Agravain's doing. I need to go find Arthur. See you later. Uh, Arthur, meanwhile, is just fighting everybody in slow motion. Uh, everybody is fighting each other in slow motion. I don't know who got the slow motion camera for this episode, if they had to rent it, or if this was just like a finally like a budget thing for the final episode. Mm-hmm. There's so much slow motion in this episode. It is ridiculous it's it's pretty out it's pretty out of control but you know what i'm having fun with it it's all right Um, it's not as bad as lord of the rings when you realize how often they use slow-mo in lord of the rings for no reason (laughs) it's better it's better than the lord of the rings slow-mo because i feel like there's the the cameras are better right like just the the actual (laughs) like slow-mo there's also like there's also usually like action happening yeah yeah. it's not just like frodo turning around and he's like why is this in slow-mo what's happening the um and and arthur fighting in slow-mo and there's some like fight scenes and stuff in here that are really really good and then there's some that are like like a guy just turning around you're like excuse me what are you doing yeah um, um i apologize though you'll never hear me disrespect lord of the rings like that ever <laughs> my, my apologies <laughs> the knights order uh, a retreat from the castle um arthur is in the middle of fighting when he is wounded uh and merlin catches up to him drags him away from the fight uh and of course arthur is like where have you been hiding merlin in a broom closet and merlin's like i gotta get i gotta get you out of here uh mm-hmm. and blocks their pursuers using his his magic fortunately arthur does not notice um and it's here as they're huddled up by kind of hot behind a pillar that they watch both uh 
Helios and Morgana at the head of this army run through and Agravain is there as well and it hits that Arthur motherfuckers with them. Just he realizes exactly just how bad he's been betrayed and he, you know, Arthur is he's a younger guy and he's but he he is king and he's like goes to rush away to like fight them. Interestingly, he kind of this is the same reaction we just got out of him uh, when he sees Gwen and Lancelot, when he kind of like flies into a rage at the betrayal, yeah. this is the it's this is a betrayal, and you see he gets that same like immediate rage. Um, and despite his broken rib, he's like trying to get back in there. But Merlin's like, okay, bro, chill, please. Yeah, we can't we can't be doing this. You can't um, run out in front of their army. She's got magic. She saved the Titanic. Okay, what do you think she's gonna do to you? You see that iceberg? No, you didn't. No, you she didn't. fucking destroyed it. Did you hear that song? No, you didn't. Because <laughs> she did. Uh, Leon leads the townspeople out to the woods. Uh, Morgana sits on the throne. Uh, Agravain pronounces that Camelot is ours. Uh, And Morgana has an interest reaction. Instead of being pleased, she just goes, and? Like, where is Arthur? This is what we need to work on. Um, Helios tells her that Arthur is in the palace. They just have to track him down. Uh, Gaius, meanwhile, is seen to Arthur's wound when uh, Gwen and Percival run in and they realize they only have minutes before they they have to leave before this army hits Gaius's door. Uh, and then Merlin jumps into action, kind of telling everybody what to do. He tells Gaius, or excuse me, tells uh, Gwen and Percival to block the door. Uh, and then he tells uh, Gaius that he's like, hey, you got to knock Arthur out so I can drag him out of here because he's not going to go willingly. Like he's going to right. to stay and fight. He's, he won't be able to retreat. And Gaius is like, but I can't, Merlin. I've never uh. done that he's like you you fed fucking morgana sleeping draughts for her entire How, life you, you have corrupted and influenced with substances half of camelot and yet you can't do it when we actually need you to do it you sick old man you sick um, old man so merlin has to do it with magic and sure enough merlin walks over uh cast a spell over arthur and he immediately goes with just into this like dumbass mode yeah. I, I don't he, know another way to express befuddled. this yeah he is just absolutely befuddled uh I, props to uh bradley james for this because it's so funny like him, yeah. seeing his incredibly handsome and normally like very rugged and you know not aggressive what's the word i'm looking for like manly face like a, yeah the handsome knight hero that he is yeah. yeah uh but seeing this seeing it go from that to just like complete like befuddlement slack-jawed slack-jawed yokel like bull look a gosh merlin what am i doing an unfit dullard yeah (laughs) an unfit dullard it's very good (laughs) i like that uh it's it's glorious though it is absolutely glorious yeah um and it's like i just feel like the comedy from the rest of the episode should just come with uh come from arthur but throughout this episode merlin is just loving this so much and he's having a great time with befuddled arthur um but arthur of course he's like this because he has a magic spell cast on him merlin is fully aware that camelot has fallen and i think you should take this a little (laughs) bit more seriously again it's a it's a weird thing that merlin does and it's like i feel like this is maybe this episode is the biggest example of it, of taking these really, really intense situations, putting their characters in these intense situations and this, and this high drama and this, you know, all of this conflict happening. And then like having this running bit of comedy throughout the entire thing, it's just, and it works. Like it's never, it works (laughs) because as soon as they do this, as soon as he goes completely dumb face, um, the Knights grab him. They're dragging him out of there. And that's when Gwen has this moment where he's like, you guys keep going. 
I'm going to stay here and uh, with Gaius and we're going to keep this army away from you for as long as we can. Like people are literally sacrificing themselves to get Arthur away yeah. from here. Uh, nobody. This is, I mean, nobody this is dies, what it, but, it comes down to their whole, the whole job as knights is to protect the king, protect the kingdom and everybody's stepping up to the plate. Um, and sure enough, the doors to Gaius's lab uh, burst open and here comes Morgana in front of everybody. Uh, very disappointed that Arthur isn't there. She, she yeah. orders everybody to hunt Arthur down. Um, meanwhile, in the woods, uh, Elian stumbles into him. Arthur is completely out of it, uh, but you can tell, like, even through his uh, dullard senses, he can mm. see, he can overlook the the uh, the sight of Camelot burning and be very, very distressed by it. Like, he's yeah, not they, reacting they to it. Let this be, like, just a little bit profound without yeah. it, like, really mm-hmm. going over the top because of the state he's in. And despite that, he's still, he's stopping and he's looking at his at his home, his kingdom burning. Um and they don't, yeah, they don't linger on it, but I, we both noted it down for a reason because it does still kind of strike you a little bit that even in this state, he feels it. He can feel the tragedy. They uh, they begin to run, planning to cross the border, I believe, going north uh, when Merlin starts to hear horses and they all start running in slow motion. And this is uh, Morgana and like leading a hunting charge. Um, and mm. she uses she uses magic to to knock them all down. Um, and they very quickly, which I thought was going to be a bigger issue. Nope. No, (laughs) everyone just gets right back up again. Uh, just like the Chumbawamba song prophesied, except as they like hurry on, they look back and realize that Percival's not with them anymore. What (laughs) did anything happen with this? I don't remember. We don't know. Okay, cool. So he just jets. He's just off screen. (laughs) Okay. So he just disappears. We don't see him again. Excellent. Um, they run. Which just makes me think, okay, maybe he's going to be, he's out in the woods. Maybe he'll come back in the 11th hour. Uh, like Gandalf. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Arms the White is going to reemerge yeah, yeah, the head yeah. of an army. <laughs> you'll see the you'll see the sun rising over his flexed bicep yeah. and that will will know. <laughs> you will know it's me from the trail of broken chins along the way because I have punched my way here. Um They, they run away to a cave. Yeah. They're they're heading back to uh Yeldor. Merlin's hometown. Uh, they make it to a cave where they're going to flee through, and that and Elian decides he's going to stay back and uh, fight off their pursuers and try to buy them some time. Thankfully for Elian, Morgana doesn't seem to be part of this initial group because we'd be in big trouble if she was. Absolutely, yeah. This would be pretty. Yeah, that would not be good. Uh, she would just toss him again and be like, "Okay, everybody, go on in." Merlin and, and Arthur are now left alone, uh, and you could tell Merlin is like, as he looks at Arthur, be, not really being in control of his faculties, he's like, uh-oh, this is this might be a problem. Um, yeah. But we go over to Agravain, who reports to Morgana that the entire city is under their control. All of the knights are either imprisoned or dead, uh, and as he looks up, he sees Helios kind of draping himself over the throne that Morgana mm. set in, and you could tell this... Agravain's like, that's not Mama energy. That's not the Mama energy that I'm here for. Mama mm-hmm. should be mine. I don't want anybody else to have a Mama like Morgana. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what Agravain's deal is, but it's weird. It's definitely weird. It's a weird um, vibe. It is I, like we've talked, we've joked about it, and I, I feel like Mama is the best vibe to be really because like yeah. it's one of those like weird like she does all of the night, but no, it's not that either, man. I don't, I don't know what this vibe is. It's a, it's a very strange situation that we find ourselves yeah. with because it's not full on like. Oh, he's in love with her, or he's got the hots for her. like. There's a little bit of that, but that's not. It doesn't just seem like that's up front, you know. I don't know. It's just so. It's just very strange. Um, but he, all he tells her that yes, we've we've uh, we've captured Camelot, but the people have not sworn their allegiance yet. And her response to that is, okay, well, we'll burn the crops in the meantime, and then then they'll fucking come around. Um, 
and clearly aggravates bristles at this a little bit. Again, you're not going to have me get sympathy for aggravate. Nope, not at all. Arthur didn't do anything wrong. It was it was Uther that you hated allegedly. So what what's your what's your fucking problem? Why did you have to punish this kid? Instead, you could have hung around and helped out your sister's son to make sure that he became the kind of king you wanted him to be. You could even fucking worm tongue him, you know, and yeah. just manipulate him like you basically already have. But you didn't have to fucking dethrone him. Um, and so now we're supposed to suddenly be like, oh, but he doesn't want them to burn the crops because he cares about. Fuck off, aggravate. You Fuck had off. your chance. Don't care right? about. Don't care about this dude at all. Can't wait for him to die of some meaningless death, which is what I have assume has to happen in the next episode yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, Elian is also brought in. He's been captured. Uh, and we go back over to Merlin, uh, who has brought Arthur to the hunting shack uh, that we've seen several times. Mm. This is mostly like Dragoon's place of <laughs> employment, basically. Yeah. Um, and Merlin has per- grabbed some uh, clothes for Arthur because they can't travel while Arthur is wearing, you know, king shit. So right. uh, Arthur emerges from like behind this wall and fucking shorts and a crop top. Uh, Merlin calls him, says that he looks like a total turnip head. Uh, And Merlin takes not only Arthur's sword, but all of his gold. Uh, And I can't stress this enough. When I say crop top, you can see King Arthur's belly button. It is... It's just right there, and I—it's everything. It's—it's just, but it's—and it's in a funny way where it just—it's clearly clothes that don't fit. It's not just that it's a cropped top. It's, it's, so Merlin did really did not try that hard. It's very cute and very adorable and hilarious. And I feel like Merlin did this on purpose, right? Merlin definitely did this on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Uh, Morgana has to is going to try to get some information out of Elian. Uh, and she's going to use a tiny magic, magical snake. A, uh, I believe a Nefir is what she said. or an Something affair. like that. So, something along those lines. Um, and it, this is used to cause a man pain beyond all imagining. Uh, and as she holds the snake up... Uh, then she kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> and she holds the snake up to his nuts. And then she puts the snake in his penis. And it makes yeah. just the worst worst noises no! possible. <laughs> uh, it's so hard. Never put a snake in your penis, boys. It's not it's not worth it. Boys, <laughs> if this, you take one thing away from this, girls, you don't have to listen for a minute. Yeah. Boys, if there's one thing you take away from this... <laughs> Don't, don't put a snake in don't your penis. Don't put a snake in your penis. I don't, care, I don't care what that guy on the playground said. It's not worth it. It's just never going don't, to be worth it. Just don't. Um, he I know begins, we threw you off with the 9-11 talk earlier, but just listen. Just listen to us, man. We, we're, we we're, can we're all right agree on this. this. We're, right, we're right on the money. Uh, we don't think we should have invaded Iraq, and you shouldn't put penises or shouldn't put <laughs> snakes in your penis. Just, I those think are those two are t- things that we stand by. That's, if still as Kingdom Keeps is really going to stand for anything, it's not putting snakes in penises. I can be convinced of, of anything, really, if you make a good enough argument, but I will not change my stance I, on I these things. don't think we should have invaded Iraq, uh, and I don't think you should and put penises in I don't think a snake should invade your penis. I don't think snakes should it. Your penis. It just shouldn't happen. I don't care what the snake guy says. He's just pro snake. He's just got a pro snake agenda. Yeah. All right. He's up to something. This this is a joke that is only for us, I guess. Um, <laughs> where are we in this episode? You don't think that there's uh, like we, a bunch of snake penis listeners out there that are just dying, like are losing their losing their shit be. on the bus? There's one right guy now. who's like, "That was me once. That was almost that was, me once." Oh, and he's man. nodding knowingly. <laughs> right in, fella. If that was you, right in. I want to know that you're okay. Um, Hey, uh, this is this is a, just a fun aside, real quick. Uh, I Spotify has now introduced this thing where you can um, put up polls or questions along the episode of a podcast. Spotify um, like gets everything good. It's so weird. It's so strange. And they did it like by default, where uh, so I didn't know it was happening until I looked at it one day. And it was like, I, like I went to our page and it was like, you have three uh, responses, and I'm like, to what? What are you doing, yeah. <laughs> Spotify? <laughs> uh, and it just puts up a default question of like. Uh, 
you know, what did you think of this episode? And someone was like, I thought it was great as always, which, you know, thank you. But I oh. could already tell. I'm going <laughs> to start, I'm going to really start pushing some buttons over at Spotify HQ uh-huh. by asking, do you think you should put, do you think that we should? <laughs> yeah. Do you think you should put snake, but you got to censor the A in snake? Like you're trying to censor it on Twitter. So S N asterisk K E. Yeah. 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 Um, and then in obviously di- you gotta you gotta censor penis as well in your dickhole. I'll, I'll just write yeah. S in asterisk oh, sure, sure, sure. in your dickhole. D asterisk C K hole. <laughs> you gotta but you gotta censor hole too. So it's H asterisk Ellie. Okay. There's a uh, we there's hear a moment. Elliot scream off screen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Elliot begins to scream, and there's a moment where uh, we see Heli- Helios and dude, Agravain. and Agravain's prickling yet again. Like what the fuck, dude? What did you think was gonna happen when you yeah. brought this? Like what did you th- what was gonna like? Oh, everybody gets free healthcare now. Like do you think? Morgana is free healthcare girl? No, Mm-mm, she's absolutely no. not. Did you really? No. no, she's gonna kill everybody. You think she's M for A? No, Mm-mm. not at all. I don't have any other political jokes one. I can make. Um, I was see this. We're talking about awkward silences. I was sucking up a big old, big old gulp of water. Oh, I love uh, it, dude. I love it. Tell me. I don't more even about know if we're, t- we're doing a Merlin podcast anymore at this point. <laughs> uh, Morgana comes out, uh, having oh, gotten right. Arthur's whereabouts from Elian, uh, and, and his penis in her hands. She, she threatens. I'm just ignoring that. This threatens Agravain not to let her down again. Says he's going yeah, here. She dangles it in front of his face. Chase like, her down, fucker. Take this penis with you. It's magic penis. Uh, later this. on, we later, gotta reattach it. I feel a little bad. Yeah. <laughs> later on, I'm gonna need it for magic purposes. Uh, get guys. <laughs> Put a, tell him to put this in his jar. <laughs> tell guys to bring me a sleeping draught and to put a penis in the elegant penis in a jar for later. Yeah. <laughs> the draught is the more important um, thing. Aggravate is just looking so, at this penis like, what am I doing in this crowd? So they bring a castrated Elliot back to the dungeons where Gwen and Gaius are being held. God, um, what Camelot has done to this family. Every Elian episode is, a, was, new, is oh, a new degradation. Uh, 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 <laughs> They they in the show says Elian was tortured to the limit of human endurance, so mm-hmm. he's not doing great. Yeah, yeah. So when she cut the penis off, do you think she took the snake out beforehand, or no, dude? That snake's still in there. Snake's still in the penis. Excellent. Okay. Um, Elian is thrown into the jail cell with Gaius and Gwen. Uh, Gaius immediately is like, "Oh yeah, you had your dick cut off with the snake in it, huh? I've seen this before. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Gaius, you little now when you freak. pee, you're gonna pee out the snake's mouth. Yeah, it's gonna be. All, it's, it's actually gonna... not as bad as you think once you get used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna freak out the. <laughs> we have to stop. I'm sorry. I don't know what's come over me. Most of the people who listen to this podcast are normal. Chris, and I'm sorry for doing this. Chris, you're scaring the maidens. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I'm scaring the maidens again. <laughs> Chris, you scared the maidens oh, off, man. Okay. All right. Let's go, let's go down into me. Um, Weird Sunday uh, energy, dog. It's, so it's strange. always like this. It's always like this. Um, okay. Agravain goes to see Morgana. I don't know what he thinks he's going to accomplish here. He's going to say goodbye and take care. It's like a kind of normal moment from him, but then he like, because he, he's not normal, he can't just be a goodbye and a take care. Um, she's basically he's just jealous of Helios being or whatever his name is. Um, and he's like, you can't trust anybody but but me. OK, like I'm your one true friend. I would do anything for you. Like I. Oh, he's being a nice guy. He's being like the best friend who secretly has feelings for. Her. Oh, now I understand. Yeah. Um, he was playing slow but, game. And now he is shocked to realize that another guy just straight up asked her to go to bed with him. And, and like not for even one second has Morgana like ever not been fully aware of this i mean just every single time yeah she's like oh yeah you are the guy i trust the most that's why i'm sending you out there to go get arthur and not anybody else so you know don't fuck this up uh he leaves in slow motion for some reason and then uh we jump back to the forest where merlin comes into a a group of people 
Um, he tells Arthur to stay as he goes to approach them. Arthur absolutely doesn't stay. Uh, almost immediately, he is accosted by a beautiful woman uh, named Hunith. It's one of my overarching displeasures with the show that they don't bother to name characters inside the show until much, much later. Yeah, no, Dude, her name is Isolde or whatever. Oh, I got the wrong one. Okay, Hunith is his mom, right? Hunith is his mom, yeah. Okay, well. So it's fucking Tristan and Isolde. Eh, Isolde, as they say. Um, why, what is, who, who are they? That's a, there's a fucking movie with that name. That's all I know. <laughs> is, there, is it a big deal? It's like, okay, you keep talking. I'm going to Google. What am I supposed to... Do? Can't we just Google together? Why don't you just... Tristan and Isolde. Tristan, Isolde. Who are they? What is... Oh, there's a... Is there a okay, show? Okay, they're a medieval... All right, listen. This medieval sh- chivalric romance told in numerous variations since the 12th century based on Celtic legend and possibly other sources. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, the tale is a tragedy about the illicit love be- between a Cornish knight named Tristan and the Irish princess, Iselt. It depicts uh, Tristan's mission to... Okay, so we get it. All right, they they run away together and became smugglers in this instance. Dude, this um, I'm looking. My sisters at, had this movie on VHS when I was a kid. I didn't know anything else other than that. I'm looking at the, a movie uh, that stars James Franco as Tristan and Sophie Miles as Isolde or whatever, and it looks that might be the one. Is this the one? Is this because James? This is what? horrible. <laughs> I don't, what year? Two thousand six. Okay, though we wouldn't have had that on um on VHS. You think there's more Tristan and Isolde films that we need to go that we need to go through? Who fucking knows? Uh, but there's Maybe I'm a thinking lot of, of a different movie. It's not important, I guess. We're never finishing this episode. I was I will say but I was shocked when I heard their names cuz I was like, "Wait, that's the name of a movie." Oh man, the Wikipedia page for this is like fucking forever long, bro. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is so long. Uh there's a lot of film and movie adaptations of it too. So here's my thing is they introduce, they show these characters like you're supposed to know who they are. And I yeah. just wish like like they did like just the the modicum of like this is their deal, right? Like just to give us a, like a little taste of what their deal is. Cuz we just learned so much if we take their backstory to be what I just read on Wikipedia, that's pretty interesting. That adds some depth to their situation. Yeah. And I guess we don't need it, but it's certainly, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out more. Maybe they'll show up again. You would know better than me, certainly. <laughs> I'm I'm dying to know who what what film that you had that your sisters had because there's there's a bunch of different versions, but like it's all from the eighties and then this two thousand and six version. Like there's a Bollywood you know, version. <sighs> there's an animated it's, TV series that aired it that surely y'all didn't have that. It's not it's not it's one of the it's not Tuck Everlasting. Which was another like vaguely fantasy guy with like long hair in like a romance movie, which I have seen that movie. It's not the Romeo and Juliet with Leo. But it's some fucking movie from around then. God, that and Romeo I, that Romeo they and Juliet had, is so fucking great. It's so cool. Anyway. Great anyway. soundtrack. What are we doing, Chris? Why, why are we talking about this? I don't know. This? We're being the worst podcasters right now. So uh um, so Merlin is accosted by um is is old is old day? Yeah, I dee they, they 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 went hard on the e, but uh-huh. I don't pronounce the e when I say it. I just say is old. So that's how we're gonna Isolde. roll. With okay, it. let's roll with is old. Uh, she um she brings them to Tristan, um who is just very super weird and aggressive to towards them. Um, we uh we learn that they are uh oh no Merlin Merlin has to lie. He's like yeah, I'm just I'm taking care of this dude. He's so fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. Y'all He's got, something you, of an unfit duller. <laughs> you got you guys are going to l- super laugh when he opens his mouth. Just I promise you. Um and eventually the dude is like, "Fine. Uh you guys can leave. Uh just go on your way." And Merlin's like, "Hey, can we go with you?" 
Uh, and he's like, absolutely not. We got shit to do. And Merlin's like, I can pay you. And he's like, oh, well then, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, 100%. for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should have just fucking led with that. Thank you. Uh, we check in on Agravain, who has found Arthur's clothes. Dude, who's uh, got who's got his judgments locked and loaded? He finds Arthur's cloak abandoned in the woods. What kind of coward would deny who he is? <laughs> okay, Agravain. <laughs> okay. All right. Motherfucker. Uh, that's so funny, dude. Uh we go back to the caravan, which is stopped, um, and I guess Arthur is just holding onto a tree to keep himself from falling down. Like it's so, he like, doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't know what's happening. Uh, Merlin is helping like set up their camp for the night, and he finds a chest of frankincense, um, mm-hmm. and is immediately confronted again by Tristan and his old. And it turns out that they are smugglers, and uh, yeah. they say that you know there's a brief like you know oh. They, the taxes in Camelot are too high. It's like, well, blah, blah. Like, there's a little bit of a political thing. And eventually they just say, we're too quick and too smart for the half-wit king of Camelot. And I'm like, wow. Got wow. him. All right. Got him. Like, like we I'm can a take fucking s- wizard, okay? So shut the fuck up. Glad we could take some time Dude, out of We're going to have a fucking dick measuring contest. I'm a wizard. What do you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a cool girlfriend, but that doesn't matter. I have several cool girlfriends who none of them know my girl. They're my girlfriend yet, but they yeah. will be. But I mean, they but, are, but they will know one day. They would want. They would definitely want to be if they like knew me. Like if they really knew me. Okay. If they, if they, so took, that's if they took the time, better than having one real girlfriend. Several hypotheticals are better than one real. Okay. <laughs> because the hypotheticals they won't ever disappoint you. Okay. Haven't you ever heard the phrase ten birds in the bush is better than one in the hand? Come on, man. Don't, don't you They're know like, anything about birds? Guy? What is happening? <laughs> he looks at Arthur. It's like tell him, Arthur. And Arthur's like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> um, uh, okay. What are we doing? The all right. We, they just skip over all that. They're like, okay, whatever. They go eat soup. Yep. Arthur is being frighteningly polite and appreciative. Merlin, I just he doesn't even know what to do. He's soaking it up. Then um, he decides at that point he's going to take advantage of Arthur's kindness, which is rude of, of Merlin. But I get it. It's a little bit of revenge. I get it. Um, and he makes him do chores um, while he just kind of like kicks back. Um, and he's this is this is where in my notes I noted, yeah, Merlin, you look nice and smug, but remember Camelot has fallen. <laughs> he's having a lot of fun while Camelot has fallen. Like it's yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. I think it's like like Merlin knows the spoilers. Like he knows Arthur's the once a future king. He knows he's destined for all these things. So he's just like, eh. <laughs> We'll figure it out, obviously. I um I I I like this a little bit. I think uh, him having this conversation with Arthur of saying like manners are not your strong suit, and then um, Arthur and Arthur like kind of almost volunteering to like clean the soup pot and do all this stuff mm. is it's it actually kind of like if you take away some of like the, the on top brain like Arthur is actually a legit good dude I guess is maybe the point, um, and then immediately because this is Merlin like he tries to walk into like off to go clean the horse or something it just falls down and makes a loud noise, it's just very hilarious what it's all about that's what it's all about uh we, see, we check in on aggravain he's leading his force through the, through the woods still and then the next morning arthur wakes up having uh, uh his head cleared and he's waking up merlin with kicks and demanding an yeah. explanation merlin has to film it film him fill him in on everything that's been going on and who they're with and arthur is like completely cool with borgana invaded camelot uh we're on the run uh, you know, we we're we're with a bunch of smugglers, but what he all is, my friends are potentially dead. All of my friends could be dead. I don't know. Uh, but what he is not cool with is the clothes that he is wearing. He yeah, is he is not happy about this role reversal. He's not he's, he's too not much happy about this whatsoever. Um, but 
he, uh, Merlin is like, listen, no, dude, like this is the only way that we could like go along with him. Like you need, you need to chill. And as the, I think Tristan comes up to them, um, and he has to immediately kind of like push Arthur back into that role. And he's like, okay, fine, whatever. And then he just <laughs> falls back into the role of the, of the simpleton. Um, but this is where Tristan wants to take a look at his castle forged steel, his fancy sword. Um, and Merlin quickly lies, says, oh, he won it in a card game. It means a lot to him. Uh, but before we could really, you know, talk about this or, or have to take this any further, they are ambushed. And Arthur just immediately drops the act. He's like, yeah, we're not doing this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm going to yeah. fight. Yeah. I'm uh, going to man some crossbows and put down some covering fire while you two flee to get over there. It's like it goes into such an extreme like tactical battle situation right away. And um, Aggravate shows up, uh, orders the search to expand as they, as because everybody has run away. Arthur and Merlin catch up with Tristan and his old, and Arthur is forced to reveal his identity, which triggers a whole debate about taxes. Yep. <laughs> um, and then now it's not the time. Not the time. Uh, some dudes show up, and there's a bunch of slow mo fighting when with Arthur wearing this crop top, uh, which has got to be somebody's thing. Like maybe not it's mine. Defin- oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Sound thing. off in the in the Spotify comments. <laughs> I'm going to put a poll up. Which do you like better? Uh, snakes and penises. <laughs> Arthur's and crop tops. I think I think it's going to be a unanimous 100% vote for Arthur to crop top. Uh, 100%, uh, yeah. No one, no one in this audience. Uh, d- during this fight, Isolde is wounded, and Arthur manages to save her from being killed. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in this, because this shit comes out looking like a badass, and I hate when they just like instantly wound. She crumbles, dude. It's, uh, should, dude it should have been a role reversal where he saves Tristan. And he's old. He's like, you saved my man. I guess you have my respect. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He saved my useless husband. Uh, Arthur uh, is trying to get out of there. Merlin tells him to come with. They eventually agree to go with Merlin. Uh, Tristan insists that he's only going because uh, Isolde is wounded and uh, tells Arthur that his kind brings nothing but misery to this land. This dude does not like the royal family at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a major cultural touchstone that we are just missing out on. Like, I just don't, yeah. I, like, somehow you and I have just never, like, or, or we just don't remember participating in this particular, like, story or whatever. But I feel like there's, like, a whole lot of Merlin fans that are dying right now. Like, how can you know about that? Know about the love story between yeah. Tristan and I just don't. I'm sorry. I, don't. I, le- I mean, in school, we had we read lots of old stuff like this, the Canterbury Tales, but I was just never familiar with this particular one except for knowing about the name of a movie. If you guys want me to tell you about the tragedy of Seat the Scaleless, I will. Like that's that's just, that's just Listen, a character from Dark Souls. Any one, questions I can you might have about Seat the Scaleless? <laughs> like, just, I'm ready, dude. <sighs> Leave them in the comments on Spotify. <laughs> you can't even make comments. You just have to answer one question. Or it's so weird the way they're rolling this out. Uh, Morgana, we switch back over to Camelot. She goes to visit Gaius in jail. She's been starving them. Uh, Gwen begs her to give Gaius food, and she says that she will as long as he is willing to sing for his supper. Uh, and then soldiers grab him and drag him out of the cell. Uh, meanwhile, Arthur and company arrive at the border between Camelot and Lot's kingdom and decide to make fire, to t- decide to make camp before uh, proceeding across. Yeah. Uh, Morgana has brought Gawain into the throne room and, and something that we've seen quite a few times on Arthur, it, he is forced to fight. Uh, they bring out a dude with a knife and it's a, it's a whole fight situation. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's just playing along with this game. We'll get back to that fight in a little bit. Um, back at camp, Arthur finally decides he's going to have a little bit of a serious conversation for the first time this episode. Um, 
And he, I think when he talks about how Merlin, he was like, you knew Aggravating was suspicious. You knew something was up. Um, and I was a fool. I w- I've been a complete fool. And Merlin says, like, dude, you, it's not it's not you. It's not your fault. You were deceived. It could happen to anyone. But this is where Arthur is like, but it keeps happening to me. <laughs> it keeps and all happening. of his doubts as king are coming up here. And he's, uh, you know, Merlin responds to this and is like, you know, this isn't. You know, because Ar- Arthur wonders if Tristan is right, if Arthur is indeed like po- mis- oh, yeah, bringing yeah. misery to this land, and Arthur's and Merlin's like, no, people are just craving your power, and they blame yeah. you for your for their problems. Yeah. Merlin Tristan was scared and angry; he needed someone to blame, and yep. it's not your fault. You've also you've only been king for like a minute. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could a, definitely do something about the taxes, but a, a lot, I mean, of, but you're not to blame. A lot of this um, these problems are like structural racism, and like yeah. even though you've participated in that system, like it's not necessarily you're your not, fault yeah, unless you're not you at the core of it. But I mean, it's still kind of your responsibility to fix it. But you didn't break it, so you know, let's let's we'll have that conversation later. I mean, but in the meantime, we you're could an be honest and brave actively and true-hearted dem- person. We could be at working actively to you know dismantle this patriarchal patriarchal system. But like in but the we'll, meantime, but first, we'll you know. Morgan is currently dismantling the walls of your castle. So we'll, you <laughs> let's know, just focus on the walls. One thing at a time. Um, but yeah, he starts saying really nice things about Arthur, about how he's going to be, you know, he's true-hearted and he's brave and all that. And he will be the greatest king this land has ever known. And it's such a serious... And, and uh, I mean, he, Mer- Merlin has done this quite a few times now, but it's he's just... He's, there's no sarcasm. He's just saying something really encouraging and really kind. Um and Arthur takes a moment to respond. He almost seems like he's not going to say anything because it's so genuine. He, like his friend just got too real on him and he kind of doesn't know how to unpack those feelings. Um, but he says, okay, well, at least I have the support of my servant. And Merlin, just as serious as what he said before, he says, I'm not alone. Um, believe me. Like, I'm not the only one who supports you. Uh, we switch back to Gwen, who has managed to get at least some sort of weapon in his hand. Who has managed to have a slow-mo fight. And it's <laughs> all in slow-mo, uh, is managing to finally beat this dude's ass. Uh, and it looks like he kills him towards the end of this. Uh, and Morgana gives him a, a slow clap and says that he's earned a reward and throws some moldy bread his way. Uh, and now it's time for the next fight where there is two men. Um Arthur and his and his crew arrive at the village where Merlin is from. They see Merlin's mother. Um, they eat and rest, and Merlin treats um, Isolde's... Am I saying that wrong? Isolde's? Yeah. No, Isolde. I think, yeah. I mean, you're saying it how I say it. Uh, <laughs> treats her wounds, and uh, Arthur, you know, kind of starts telling Tristan, like, hey, I'm sorry for bringing this mis- just misfortune on you. Like, none of this is your fault. And Tristan's like, hey... I am just happy I still have her. Like, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Um, I may have lost all my stuff and all my other friends, but it's, I still got her. Still got her. Uh, that night, Agravain arrives at the village, tells the army to surround it. Um, Merlin- oh, dude, but this is where Arthur says to him real quick. He says, then you are richer than you know. Because, all dude, he's he's missing. He's Arthur's missing. a total wife guy with no wife right now. You know? Oh, man, that's the worst. He had his whole wife guy arc without a wife. <sighs> rough it's rough Arthur. dark that's darkness, that's dark dude. that's darkness it's, sometimes you have to go through some pain to become the once a future king but i don't i wouldn't wish yeah. this on anybody you know what i'm saying yeah um, he was feeling so divorced he was about to join the international base society or <laughs> whatever he said <laughs> anyway i'm not bringing the text messages into the podcast keep going <laughs> that was a really funny response you asked me if divorce had its own phone number and i gave you the link to the international base players <laughs> society no that was a pretty good it's a pretty good bit <laughs> Uh, um, 
Merlin and just, his just and, and, casual banter between buds, you know. And his mother are walking through the village. We're insufferable. Uh, and she, of course, is, has been worried about him, and she leads him to Gwen, who is surprisingly at this village and is treating a sleeping Arthur. He's treating her his her, his wounds. Uh, I wrote in my notes, "Oh my God, Gwen is here too." I was like <laughs> floored, dude. Uh, he wakes up, uh, realizes this is Gwen. Um, immediately, you can see like this. It's not. It's not hatred anymore. Um, he no. seems to have come to terms with his feelings, and he just says, "I've missed you." And she says, "And I you." Uh, this very interesting version of the um, Gwen Arthur theme starts up. It's almost like a harp mm. version or some sort of stringed version of their theme. is really really good. And they eventually hug one another, and you're it's like, "Just a hug, dude." It's so the hug is so much more meaningful to me than the ki- than a kiss. Why am I, I so emotional, why. man? Why am I so emotional? Dude, I was trying to have tears in my eyes. This I was, what happened? I was so like into this 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 couple, this re this re- reunion that I was just like caught up in the emotions of it all. It was glorious. and it's so simple, and they don't linger. They don't linger on it because they're literally being ambushed. There's no time to. Um, but just that, that simple, and I, and I guess it's like, this is the easiest part, right? They're going to have plenty to talk about and figure out later, but right now they're just so happy to see each other that nothing else even matters. And, um, it's like, dude, it's like Edward and Bella in New Moon, you know what it's I mean? It's exactly like Edward and Bella in New Moon. I you get know, it. he's gone the it. whole book and you yeah, finally yeah. see him yeah, again yeah. you're like, oh my uh-huh. God, my heart. Um, except better, except this is better. It's like Eddie and Susanna from the Dark Tower, you know what I'm saying? Oh, stop. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll get you, that'll get you good. It's like um, no one else. That's, no, it. that's uh, it. There's not a. Is it? What about? I was gonna uh, say Dean and Cass, but I feel like that wound is too. What about Cloud and um, <laughs> one of his girlfriends? One of his many, many relationship partners. I feel like I feel what like he, what he sees, what he sees, Ghost Aerith, and she, it, she's actually with her ghost boyfriend. So he's reunited, but she's like, oh, but you're actually with your other boyfriend. So oh, kinda, bummer, bummer. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I ride a motorcycle now. Does that change anything? No. Okay. Never mind. Do you think it would change the flavor of that movie Ghost if Patrick Swayze re- like summoned his his dead wife to the pottery thing, and she was like, "Uh, I kind of have a ghost boyfriend, so this isn't yeah, like sort of super cool. <laughs> like, this is yeah. not like uh, immediately okay with me." Things are kind of different, anyway. Uh, Agravane shows up. Um, he's stalking into the village looking for Arthur. Merlin is like, "Hey, we got to get the fuck out of here." Uh, pushes uh, Arthur and Gwen and company like through the back door as he uses magic to light a cart full of coal or something and send it flying Dude. towards. Um, uh, he's always got something. He's always got some sort of cart full of something to send flying towards some guys. They run into the woods with Agravain hot on their trails, and that's where the episode ends on a big cliffhanger. Uh, the, mm. the episode preview is full of slow mo. Um, Morgana with a sword, dragons, Gwen with yep. a sword. What the this fuck? What it's all about? Uh, I'm, I'm so excited for the next episode. This is going to be great. Okay. I've taken a deep breath. Uh huh. You see, normally we record and like we've worked that day where we're a little, a little worn down, like, you know, a little bit more mellow when we get on the podcast. Sunday, dude, I've just been playing video games all day. I'm crazy. You're, you're out there, man. You're probably going to you know, leave this podcast and go play more video games. That's absolutely what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke some meat to make it into tacos. Hell yeah, Carve up a fucking pineapple. Did I tell you what we I made guess... last night? You know what we made What's last up? night? Uh, how do you feel about the cereal Cookie Crisp? I mean, I fuck with it. I mean, I love I'm a, I love cereal because it's kind of like a forbidden fruit. I know that there's replacements for milk, but I was always a cereal and milk guy. Uh-huh. So it's just, you know, it's something that's kind of on the outskirts, but it's always on my mind. So here's here's what we did last night. 
technically we did this Friday, but Friday night we took a box of cookie crisp um, and we put that in a large bowl full of milk and cream, heavy cream. And then we uh, let that soak overnight. And then the next morning we strain that out. So now you've got that cereal milk uh-huh, in there. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we uh, put that in the fridge all day, get it all chilled out. Okay. And then last night uh, we used that milk to make an ice cream mixture. Ooh. And then um, when it was time to put the mixture into uh, the ice cream maker, we let it go for a few minutes to get all like stiff and firm the way that you want ice cream. And then we just fucking tossed some crushed up cookie crisp oh. cereal in there. Oh. <laughs> and then we made oh. cookie crisp ice cream, my man. Hell fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, you could just do shit like that. I mean, we're talking about doing... Dude, you, what's stopping you? Nothing. We're talking about doing Cinnamon Toast Crunch next. What the fuck? Ooh, you could just do brother, that. The world is your oyster. I'm telling you, man. And I'm plucking it. I am plucking that oyster. <laughs> let me tell you. Like a snake in a penis, I am plucking that oyster. That's goddamn right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Sorry, I guess. Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. We love you. This episode was great. Can't wait till next week. Uh, bye. Excellent. Bye. an awkward moment of silence as I turn my recording on. Ooh, I like it. Just I like wanted sharing. To, <clears throat> wanted to let you know I was in the room like I a like, ghost. I like sharing awkward moments of silence with you, Chris. It's perfect. That's what this podcast is all about. I feel like you and I, more than anybody else, can share an awkward moment of silence pretty easily. For sure. Yeah. Boom. Nailed it. Easy as pie. Nailed it. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> just the post. It was just. I mean. I, does it get any easier than that? I don't think so. Hardly. Um, I think our two our two biggest strengths is t- taking a sip of water at the same time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally having like <laughs> like a little loose internet, you know, for like half a second. So I'll miss a word. You'll miss a word. Um, and the other one won't understand why we're not laughing at the very funny thing that we just said. <laughs> just, you know, your usual stuff. In real life, there'll never be an awkward moment of silence because I'm not going to shut the fuck up because I'm anxious. <laughs> To be, you know, to be interacting with another human in the flesh, another flesh person, no way. Somebody, um, I was at a social function. Uh, I, th- I told you this was a funeral. I was sorry to hear that. <laughs> so, yeah, for real. I went to a funeral a few weeks back, a month ago, whatever. And um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's after the funeral, like a bunch of people gathered at the house, and we're just like, uh, I don't know how you guys do it up there, but we just sit around and drink and tell stories and all that stuff. Yeah. Listen to music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. vibes out. Go, we, sometimes we'll go yeah. to a restaurant or something, but yeah, vibes yeah. out. Vibes out. So uh, um, that night was 
pretty insane for a lot of reasons. I told you some stuff that I'm probably not going to put on the podcast, but pretty right, insane right. for a lot of reasons. I think you told the story on the podcast. Oh, I did, did I really? Oh, shit. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, the next day, uh, I'm sitting around, and somebody gives me a, a very weird compliment. Uh, they said to me that uh, you do a good job of like talking to like just kind of work in the crowd of like working and making sure you're talking to everybody and like that you're not just sitting in one place and i'm like yeah that's not that's just anxiety <laughs> that's me right. getting that's me being totally afraid of I'm being boring in one conversation so i just uh-huh. move to another one before it Dude, ends you can't be pin- you cannot i cannot be pinned down for a, a deep a deep in, in-depth conversation with anybody at any party any gathering <laughs> i gotta stick and move it's all i got it's stick and move bro it's just you gotta you gotta just you gotta like have a little bit of conversation over here oh that person's distracted for a half a second zip gotta go yeah, somewhere I'm else out. i gotta go <laughs> okay. elsewhere Woo, get a little too real there they're about to yeah. start asking me what i do for a living <laughs> yeah what kind of hobbies do you have uh none bye <laughs> video games and podcasts explaining I'm to people all what podcasts are. uh ex- explaining to people what podcast stars never gets old to me yeah i try not to ever ever bring it up occasionally like i want to like i am the not i'm not the youngest in my family but i'm on the younger end i have two older sisters and i just sometimes i can feel kind of looked down upon a little bit as the little brother especially mm-hmm. when like there's extended family there like i'm just the little the little guy it doesn't matter that i'm bigger than half the people in my family <laughs> it doesn't um, matter that so you're sometimes six foot i kind of want to like flex the podcast muscle like i'm really proud of this thing we worked really hard on it but at the same time then i'm like i don't want to f- have to fucking explain myself or it or anything to anybody so i just don't bring it up yeah the um, moment you have in my to, heart i know you, the moment you explain like supernatural and then, like, mm. what that is. And then they're like, well, why are you doing that? Like, it gets into a whole situation where, like, I just... It's it just always takes... very quickly, oh, what's the what's the name of it? And I, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> I don't want you to uh, know that information. <laughs> somebody was like, somebody... I, I, this has happened to me. We were like, well, can I just search your name for into iTunes? And I was like, yeah, that's a... You can do yes. that, and, I, and you will get results, and I do not guarantee the, the quality of any of those results, because I'm very terrified. Yeah, it's very funny. It's just easier, easier to let my family think I'm a failure than to think that I have anything successful going for me. I am... I'm, I'm really curious. Not really curious. Uh, I'm really always interested in hearing, because, uh, you know, Cole and Gary are my, are my buds over at the Duck mm-hmm. Network, and... Uh, they they do this full time. Like this is their full time right. job. They this is their business. This is their livelihood. Like they this is all they do. And they record probably like thirty hours a week or something. Like it's insane. Um, and it's always it's always interesting hearing like Gary having to meet people for the first time <laughs> and explain like what he does because <laughs> he had to do a tax thing. Uh, and you can imagine oh. like explaining to an accountant like like what is your full time job? And he's like, well, I'm self employed. Yeah. Uh, and what I do is you know podcasts. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Like people need to like get with the program like with the rise of the internet and all its forms like it's it's easier than ever to be self-employed right like whether you're on like youtube or twitch or or podcast like people got fucking revenues coming in whether it's an etsy store you know yeah so you would think that like the tax people would get with the times but what do i know tax people are just like forever behind the curve like even even some stuff that i've done uh when we were like dividing up because one year we uh itemized our taxes uh because we share an office and so we did like the work of our our office is this many 
this percentage square feet of our house. Mm. Uh, so then we can take all of our bills, our electric bill and water bill and internet bill, and we could take that percentage and, per month and then like claim it as, or deduct it from our taxes or whatever. Uh, and like even just explaining that we had a home office, like to this person, I'm like, this yeah. is, seems, this is, this is pretty simple. Like this is just yeah. a, 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 a room that we, we work in. They're like, you don't use this room for anything else. And I'm like, what do you, Asking. Yeah, what do you I mean, mean? It, it has a bed like but nobody <laughs> sleeps in there unless there's a guest like, i don't know what you the mean. dogs go in there i don't i mean yeah <laughs> exactly they don't pay rent though I do, can i make my dogs pay rent <laughs> I, is that allowed do you guys have a form for that <laughs> is there is there a like a what would that be like a 1097 t or yeah. some shit well I'll, I'll call i'll call the office i'll see <laughs> God. Then you have someone from H and R. H and R Block, by the way, this year just decided that we had a tax appointment with them. I just got an oh. email that was like, "Your tax appointment is tomorrow," and I was like, "No, it's fucking not. Autumn yeah. is out of town, and I'm busy." Hold up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna have to like I, now. I have to deal with it now. I, I don't even like. I want to get real mad about it. Like, I want to get shitty. I want to pull a Karen and be like, "Fuck you! I'm never, I'm yeah. never taxing with you again." I don't I'm even never ever taxing with you again. My dad used to work at H and R Block, so um. He just does my taxes. <laughs> I uh, man, the the life and times of of Gary Mosier are very interesting to me. Like oh, tax yeah. tax attorney, not tax attorney, but uh, CPA, as well as uh, um, U.S. mail carrier. I'm very mm-hmm. interested in mm-hmm. all of his doings. Yeah, he um, uh, my mom was telling me she was like how she used to get mad at him, or my dad was telling me that my mom used to get mad at him because he was a never around when I was a kid. And I was like, brother, I feel like you wouldn't fucking leave me alone when I was a child. What do you mean? <laughs> it's because he was working two jobs when I was young. Because for when we were super young, my mom was she just had like a daycare out of the house, which wasn't like a full time thing. It was just like part of the day, and um. So he was he was working two jobs and allegedly wasn't around a lot. Um, I don't remember that, which I guess is good. That means that he had a good presence in my life. Um, but also, my main goal was to be in my room playing PlayStation, yes. and that was that's mm-hmm. really all that it was. It's and I think part of that actually is because being the youngest um, and my m- mother doing daycare, but there was always a lot of other kids around. I was always the youngest, and you'd think like I like I, I was kind of a mama's boy, but at the same time, didn't my mother like didn't have time? For, to give me attention so they gave me the video games and i was like oh, okay this will just be the coping mechanism i have for the rest of my entire life yep perfect <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right there we go I this is forever now <laughs> yeah this is this is what i do when i get a little bit weird uh i was i was just i didn't have an excuse to be into video games man i just wanted to not uh be outside like i hated yeah being outside and doing getting dirty didn't like getting dirty as a kid i didn't like getting dirty at all i did yeah. i was outside a lot but it was basically just i was just larping essentially <laughs> like i was just like oh, okay um we're in third grade and i'm gonna run around in the woods and pretend to be squall and somebody else will be somebody else from final fantasy and that was it so it was like i wasn't like i wasn't like doing like real outside shit you know i was just being a fucking geek outdoors <laughs> yeah my, my my all my cousins growing up were like real real outdoorsy like let's go hunt and let's go get on a yeah. on, on something with a motor and and run around in the mud and all that stuff and i just was not that was uh-huh. not me man i needed to find out what where how to find like the the seventh dungeon it's in the fucking yeah. it's in the graveyard you gotta go push some shit around i didn't know that Dude, like you gotta push fucking... it around in the graveyard how else was you supposed to discover that you know if i'm outdoors running around getting mud all over my shoes i'm not even gonna know about the seventh dungeon that might actually be the sixth dungeon now that i'm thinking about it i don't i don't remember <laughs> Graveyard um, Dungeon Zelda NES. Now I'm curious. How's your Zelda it's good going? That we, Are you still um, Zelda? I haven't played a ton of it. I've been in the. I've been. I played a little this week, but I've been in the Water Temple for an hour so far. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going. It's. I'm just kind of wandering around. I was using a guide at first, but then I took too long off, and I couldn't remember where I was in the guide. So now I'm just running around a lot. Um, 
And then, so I played a little bit of that, and it wasn't going that well, maybe 30 minutes I played, and then I went and played uh, Metroid for about 30 minutes, and I got past this one really annoying part, I had to go into a ball and get by these little dudes, and I didn't understand what I was doing, it took forever, it was a pain in the ass, then I got out of there, I was like, okay, cool, that's completed, I need to find a save point as soon as I fucking can, and then about 15 more minutes passed, and I hadn't found a save point, and I kept saying to my head, fuck, if I die, I am never playing this game again. I will never pick this up again. And I died. Um, so now you're done. And I haven't played it since. I will probably pick it up again. I just was like, okay, I need to. I need, I need a break from that. It wasn't even that frustrating. Like, I knew I could just immediately go back and do what I just did in you know 30 minutes. I could probably do that in 10 minutes now because I knew what I was doing. But I just didn't want to. And, um, you know, they couldn't fucking make me. I uh I streamed some some Spire slaying this morning and uh we had a a dude come into the chat and it was like the nicest internet gamer that I've ever like I, I didn't know him from anywhere. Um it was his name was like one pun man or something. And uh like I I went to a run and then I lost, I died and he was like I don't I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I think that this and this and this this is where you went wrong and I was he was like, But you know, I'm not trying to backseat game or anything and I'm like, Oh no no man, like we're you know, this I'm Marty <laughs> appreciate dead. the advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have if you have things, chime in and uh and like every time he would give me a piece of advice, he'd be like, But you know, if if it only you know, you should play the game how you want to. You should play the game to have fun. Like he was just, what a sweet guy. <laughs> I was like, man, somebody has has somebody got on your ass about something, yeah, right? Yeah, that's uh, he probably hangs on Twitch chats. Yeah, so somebody was like, hey, I don't fucking need your opinion. Yeah, and he was like, well, no, I don't. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to mansplain. And I, I was like, okay, so you've you've been you you have been uh, ruined by the internet, ruined, but you you have been made right. He's, by the he internet. has sinned. He sinned. I had a, a really fun run in Slay the Spire where just some really ridiculous shit kept happening. And it was just one of those, um, you know, when you play these like roguelike games or anything where just a, you, you collect a bunch of items on a run and you get like absurdly overpowerful by the end. And you just, mm-hmm. you know, Isaac was, always, Body of Isaac was always good for this where you, you go into a room and then you have like bo- like room clearing <laughs> bullets that you're firing. Right. Like they're just, the bullets are the size of the room that you're in and shit like that. Uh, and some stuff like that was happening to me today and it was just really, really fun. So, um, I, last night I finished one of my visual novels, Ooh. um, Rampa, which was a game that came out like. 10 yeah years years ago yeah i don't i honestly don't know why i started playing it i think i was trying to like rationalize it like what brought me here because i did i played a little bit of it on veto when it came out and i was like "Eh, i don't care about this um i watched knives out murder mystery and this is a murder mystery game Mm -hmm. completely different vibe like nothing the same at all but i don't know i was on sale on switch and then here i am i fucking played it um there's some questionable things in this game but um overall very fun game and it's i guess more of an adventure game than it is like it, somewhere in between adventure game like mist where you're like going around an area and, and trying to you're not solving puzzles in this but you're doing things it's not just reading text like in a visual novel um but from there i have now like i've cleared that off the plate so i could go full on into that one i think i mentioned it last week was paranorma site it's called that um a new horror visual novel from square enix they just like shadow dropped on everybody and dude it's actually fucking scary i was playing it last night jess had gone to sleep and i was like i'm gonna sneak in a little bit of a uh, visual novel gamer time Ooh. and i got a jump scare it was like 12 15 at night and i was like i can't have a full-on actual can't have a- jump scare this late at night like i gotta go to sleep like my heart was racing i was going doki doki dude i was like all right okay but that made me really really excited to actually get back into playing that later tonight um just just got this like a really weird quiet eerie vibe I don't really fully understand what the story is yet, but it's very spooky, um, and I'm fully into it. 
Oh, I love I love not understanding the story and also being spooky. That's just mm-hmm. that just says date. Dude, and that's to me. All, I just need a little bit of vibes. The new Fatal Frame came out too. I should be playing that, but instead I'm playing this strange visual novel. And then you're playing Metroid and Zelda. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Are, who are you? Who is Chris Mosier? I'm right all now? over the place right now. I don't know what's happening to me. Did you uh? Did you hear that the that actor from Fringe and The Wire and everything else died recently? Lance yeah. Riddick. Yeah. Yeah. I was um. We're we're in the middle of the Wire rewatch, and it was just very weird. Uh, um like seeing him in it and then like realizing yeah. that he had died the, the same day or whatever and then my uh one of my cousins um posted this thing how do i spell her name oh she spells her name weird it's not the way <laughs> she spells her name i'm gonna i'm gonna copy this image and text it to you um okay. it's supposed to be like a, a i mean just like a oh here's all of the the roles that he was in or whatever um and it's just interesting to me because like and auto pointed this out too it's just really fucking weird that like the wire and the friend and fringe aren't on this, but you know, Castlevania, the animated series is like, who oh, is yeah, this wow. image for? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it resident evil? That's, that's so funny. And I know, yeah, he was super into destiny. Apparently was playing it like the night before. That's so sad. RIP. RIP you, Lance. Oh man. The, the destiny stuff is really sad. There's videos of people like going to his character in game and um, like gesturing in respect. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh. That, that, that kind of shit's heartbreaking. Um, speaking of heartbroken gamers, Uh-oh. did you finish, did you finish watching The Last of Us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have not, but okay. I can't, I'm like, I'm so curious to like talk about the ending of it. Cause I obviously, I know how it ends. Um, do you want to, do you want to drop a, a little spoiler warning right just here? Just like we a can, small spoiler, about- not even like a huge discussion, but okay. Spoiler time. Um, in the game, I think everybody is aware that what Joel does is wrong. Objectively. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're in control, it's so much easier to justify it because it's like, and I think that that's like why it works as a good video game ending because it's like, I am responsible for this, you know. Even though the game doesn't give you the option to turn away, like you have to do it; it's mandatory. Um, but going through it, you're in control. You feel like a monster, but when you do something in real life, you often can justify your own actions to yourself. And since it's just a video game, you're allowed to have this fun thought experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you go through, you do these horrible things and you're like, but it's okay. Cause I did it for her. Um, and then you face the consequences. But I just imagine, again, I haven't seen the final episode. I just feel like watching him do that in the final episode must, you just must be like, wow, this guy's fucking evil. Huh? So, so are you talking about, uh, um, the his 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 lie to Ellie at the end. Or are you talking no, about everything the, before that, the, including the, the lie? Yes, yeah, but okay. Um, so but just straight up murdering all those people for yeah. Because so there's a, there's a a scene at the end, or there's a section at the end of both the video game and the and the TV show where uh, Joe wakes up into a, in a hospital and realizes that this group of people that he thought was going to um, help Ellie uh, and try to figure out what was going on with her to create a vaccine for this virus that plagues the earth is actually like, they're going to do that, but she has to die in order for that to happen. And mm-hmm. at, by this point they have bonded enough so that like he is like, he called her baby doll. Like it's very, very sweet, very emotionally. And he proceeds to murder a, a countless number of people in the most cold blooded fashion possible to get to Ellie and then rescues her and then steals her away as she's uh, unconscious for surgery. And when she wakes up, she, he eventually tells her like, Oh, it w- they've got plenty of people. They realize that it wasn't, they can't do anything. Like it just, it's, he lies to her about the mm-hmm. potential mm-hmm. for vaccine. Uh, so I've played the video game. Uh, and I, as we were watching it, autumn was asking me questions and I was like, and she, she, very, I've told you this before. She's very specifically like wants to know things that happen in TV shows mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. If if I know, um, so I told her like, yeah, there was uh, like I'm really surprised 
that there's only one episode left and it's 45 minutes because like I figured they're going to spend two episodes in the hospital because in my yeah, brain yeah. in the video game it took a while. Um, right. <laughs> but no in the in the TV show it's a solid maybe like 10 or 15 minutes uh could be could you know estimated. And Autumn thought it was fucking horrifying. The way yeah. that it was it was filmed made that dude look way more like a school shooter than an impassioned, you know, oh, yeah. rescuer. It was it was very very clinical. Like he was kind of just cold in cold blood, just murdering a bunch of people, uh, you know, just in a very like uh, superhero kind of way too. It was one of the first times I think in the show that you see Joel act like a video game hero because uh, yeah. he had just gotten like really really wounded. Um, there's this ridiculous thing where Ellie like just shoots a bunch of penicillin in his wounds because she doesn't know how to give him penicillin. And then like what feels like a couple of hours later, he's up and around murdering an entire hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's really, really weird. And playing the game, it's been so long since I played the game. Like I remember even it, even then thinking like, I, this just doesn't feel good. And I feel like the game is specifically trying to make you feel that way. Like trying to make you feel like, oh, this is revenge or this is like uh, desperation. And this is, yeah. uh, this and I, is... I, even to speaking to that, I just remembered this, you know, I, I always play metal gear and I never, I try not to kill anybody in the game. That's, that's typically how I approach most games. The second time I played the last of us in the hospital room, the actual surgeons, there's the one guy that you have to kill. Um, but that's it. You can then like pick her up. So the second yeah. time I beat the game, I got there to that section and I thought I'm not pulling the trigger. And I think something happens. You basically, you have no choice but to shoot the one guy and then the other two people cower away and then you can grab Ellie and then run from there. Um, but the first time I played it, and I remember thinking, oh, let me do it different the second time. But the first time, I got so worked up because my blood was up. I was a you know 22-year-old gamer or whatever. And I was so into this story that I remember killing everybody in that room. And then afterwards being like, that was the most fucked up part. Those other people I didn't have to shoot. And it was just like this frenzy that I was in as a fucking video game player. Mm -hmm. So just to think, I mean, obviously that is conveyed with this person who has lost their mind. Yeah. And and it very much feels that way. Like it feels like a very specific like way that they wanted you to feel as you're playing this video game. Like even feel like, oh man, I don't. I feel weird doing this. Like this doesn't feel great. Yeah. Maybe maybe Joel isn't the good character. And video games have played mm-hmm. in the sandbox before, right? Like there's plenty of video games that are like actually what you thought was the good guy is actually doing the bad stuff. Like you know the hero is actually the villain or whatever. Yeah. Like there's there's been stuff like that that has happened, and I think that's that's all great. The TV show, I I, I didn't think that it was particularly bad or anything but it just really under like the lack of direct interaction with that scene makes it Mm -hmm. real real off-putting it's the first time that i've ever seen pedro pascal in anything where i was like because <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he was yeah. so cold-blooded and he was so uh, like he was just murdering folks left and right and then the lie happens and then the the lie at the end is almost beat for beat dialogue and camera settings it's exactly the same as the game i've seen some like comparisons yeah. back and forth does and, it just end does it just credits when she says okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's absolutely same that's good so, so and marlene what happens i imagine that's probably a lot more brutal in the show right I'm trying to remember what happens to Marlene. She's uh, the leader of the Fireflies. I think Joel yeah. runs into her while he's carrying Ellie, and, I, and then he still oh, kills her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. It took me a minute. Yeah, yeah. So he, he straight up murders Same actress that chick. as who plays her in the uh, game, too. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. Straight up murders that chick, which is which is a bummer. Um, it, you know, talking about the video game, uh, the voice actors and everything. So the guy that does Joel, um, Troy Baker, showed up in an mm-hmm, episode, mm-hmm. which I thought yeah, was yeah, cool. Yeah. 
um the, the woman who voices ellie in the game is that ashley ashley johnson yeah ashley johnson shows up as uh as ellie's mom which I, I oh don't, yeah i had heard that that's cool i don't even remember her from the game to be i don't remember anything about Ellie's she's mom just from in the game. left behind well she may, she might not even be in left behind the dlc from the first game oh interesting. Um, okay, but that's the only time that you learn stuff. anything more about like ellie's okay. past and stuff unless um, there's stuff in the second game and then there was somebody i want to say jennifer hale was she in the, was she did she do acting for the she did she said fuck it every video game. yeah she's in everything but uh i want to say she was one of the nurses in the tv show like she was mm. one but it there was somebody from <clears throat> excuse me from the game that was one of the two nurses in that in that last scene so that's cool um yeah that's it's crazy that's the this is the first like full-on video game tv show adaptation i feel like we've had right even like the resident evil tv shows they won't just adapt one of the games <laughs> You know, it's um, it's interesting because like, w- what does an adaptation mean? And, uh, yeah, because that uh, there's is that, barely an adaptation; it's just a reshoot. There's that animated series on Netflix that's like based on League of Legends or whatever. Arcane, I think, is what oh, it's yeah, called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like people rave about how great that is, but I don't think like it's that feels much more like is not an adaptation, right? Like they're just no, t- that's just a story set within the world of taking place, with, you know, in the backstory of a character or something. Yeah, and this very much is like, oh, we are absolutely like recreating this video game in mm-hmm. movie form and i yeah i i don't know man it's it's interesting i, I this show is so weird because I, I really like it i think it's, a lot of the charm for me is in the actors the two main actors that play mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. that play ellie and joel uh but it made me want to play the video games and then yeah. it made me remember why i didn't want to play the second video game when it started coming out because i saw all uh-huh. these all these videos on the internet lately of just like people because everyone's searching it so like the algorithms are like ooh, ooh, ooh here's here, here's more 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 and it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're playing as 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 ellie just fucking murderizing people like left in the you gotta kill brutal. a lot of dogs in the second you gotta game. kill a lot of dogs you, you gotta kill a lot of people like, i and, just don't know if i need i need that on me you know resident evil already makes me kill dogs but those dogs got two heads you know i'm doing yeah. them a mercy Give, an evil dog absolutely let me put this evil dog out of its misery let me put i, I guess that's two evil dogs because two two dog brains two, right? true, true. <laughs> <laughs> let me kill these two evil dogs absolutely but yeah i i, I man i I don't know. I just, I don't, I can't, I think about it all the time. Cause Autumn was like, you should play this game for me. And I'm like, wait, number one, you're the movie. The TV show is completely eliminating all the time. I spend rummaging in drawers yeah. for parts and pieces to bandage and to build like Molotov cocktails. I said, mm-hmm. number two, like I'm going to spend a lot of time in, in like Hunter vision mode. Like that's none of that's right. in the TV show, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, if you like a survival horror game, it's not bad. It, Last yeah. of Us isn't entirely that, but it's, it takes, you know, a lot from those third person over the shoulder and it's a good game. It's a fun game in that regard but you also just watch the show <laughs> yeah yeah i think uh because I, I again I, I i played it when it came out and i really really enjoyed it like i thought i had a lot of fun with it i just as i have gotten older and it's gotten more distant like a lot of that stuff like that realistic vi- violence just is very yeah. off-putting for me and i same I'm not. I'm not saying like people can't enjoy that because I think it's you know I'm obviously watching the TV show and having a good time. Like I'm I'm here, uh, but I I don't know man. Something about like directly controlling a murder simulator nowadays is just not very yeah. pleasant to me. It's not. It's not, I've been reading. I think the only thing I really go for with a lot of violence these days, it seems like is is manga. 
but and that's so different. Or you know, comic books, it's just you're reading about it. And I can read, I can read about a thing, but I tend to not at any other form of media. Like, and I, we were talking, I was like, I like cartoony games now. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want anything so serious and dark anymore. I think it, you know, we just fill our brains with that for so many years, especially in your adolescence. It's like that's the cool, edgy thing to like when you're a young man. Um, but now I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's just too fucking real now. <laughs> Yeah, I watched uh, Infinity Pool. I may have mentioned this to you. I think it was called Infinity Pool. Um, yeah, the Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård movie. Mm. Um, and like, I love Mia Goth. I think she's great. Uh, she's great in this. I like Alexander Skarsgård. I think he's great. He's great in this. There are sections of that movie which are like a nine-inch nail, unrated nine-inch nails video circa like 1992, <laughs> where it's just like, like you know a nipple and blood coming out of it or something yeah. you know what i'm saying like it's just it's yeah. so and I, as i was watching it i was like man i like why am i watching this like why why do i like i could just watch a comedy and probably have more fun with this like yeah. autumn doesn't watch that shit with me that's just what i do on my own time i'm choosing to live <laughs> my life that's like this freaky. yeah and i and like i'm just like i'm watching it and i'm like why am i watching this like i'm not that guy anymore <laughs> maybe i'm not this guy anymore maybe i don't need to watch the this the ultra violent you know yeah. artsy flicks or whatever but yeah i can handle it on a comic page but not in not in moving form anymore i've gone soft you know we've both just gone soft chris that's us all right merlin speaking of soft speaking of soft <laughs> oh man my, both of my dogs think it's uh, time to eat so do they need? Do they need to be fed? No, Autumn's gonna wake up in a few minutes and realize right. like I'm no, I'm nowhere to be found, and she'll just come get them. Hopefully. <laughs> uh oh, my husband's gone missing again. I'm just, I'm just threatening them with the um, air compressor. <laughs> lay down. Be quiet. Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> it's so It's all. 